Welcome to the Brothers in Faith podcast on St. Joseph Radio. Join Father Vincent Churicella and Deacon Michael Churicella as they talk about faith, family, and sometimes food. Welcome, everybody, to the Brothers in Faith podcast. I am Father Vincent Churicella, and this is my brother, Deacon Michael Churicella. And we are the Brothers in Faith. Well, we come to you today on this beautiful uh, November afternoon on the Feast of St. Charles Borromeo, also my 55th birthday today, so I'm celebrating uh, my 55th birthday, so please, um, for your thoughts and prayers, would be much appreciated for me and my ministry uh, and my priesthood. Uh, today, I wanna t- we want to talk a little bit about uh, Encounter. And um, maybe think about, have you ever met anybody famous in your life? And and what was that uh, encounter like? I remember uh, we were coming back from Italy with the seminary. We We had a trip to Rome, and we saw Larry Bird, the basketball player, in the airport. And it was, um, you know, a beautiful, uh, opportunity uh, some of the guy none of the guys wanted to go up to him but I I was a big uh, basketball fan so I went up to him and it was an encounter I met this famous basketball player somebody I looked up to uh, one of the greatest basketball players of all time and really our, our Christian faith is about uh, encounter we hear throughout the scriptures throughout the uh, New Testament of people that encounter Jesus Christ and what happens to them when they encounter Jesus Christ. So today, uh, me and my brother Deacon Michael, first maybe we'll talk about our our own encounter with Jesus Christ. What was that like? And then we can talk about um, some of the uh, characters in the New Testament that encountered Jesus Christ. Uh, For me personally, my personal encounter with Jesus Christ started out when I was a very young child, going to Catholic school and to Mass on Sunday with my mother, uh, Margaret McKella. And um, I can remember feeling the presence of Christ in the church as a child, not knowing what that feeling was totally, but knowing that when I came out of church, I felt much better. I felt kind of lifted, kind of freer, kind of uh, more joyful. And um, and then for my vocation to the priesthood, I encountered Jesus, um, over time, I be, I had become a, a Eucharistic minister and a lector at a church. I got very involved in the parish. And then one evening when I was exercising, I was jogging at the uh, McCarran Park in Williamsburg. Uh, after I cooled down from my jog, I had this encounter with Jesus I felt him calling me to the priesthood. So it was a very powerful 
experience. It was a, an encounter with the Lord, and that encounter changed my life. And so maybe, uh, Deacon Michael, you might want to talk a little bit about your own encounter with the Lord over the course of your life and how he has changed your life. Yes, of course. I mean, um, you know, when we were we were young uh, children, Father Vincent and I, uh, we had such uh, powerful people in our lives, uh, faithful people in our lives. And, um, you know, really my first encounter with Jesus was uh, when I, that I could remember was really around second or third grade. And uh, that's when I first started serving as an altar server right after Holy Communion. I was about nine years old. And I felt just such a presence on the altar. And I felt such a calling on the altar. Uh, I, couldn't, I can't explain it. I felt such a peace when I was, I was always up there serving and serving as an altar boy. And really, I felt a calling to, to become a priest. And, uh, uh, and encountering those priests up on the altar and their reverence for the Eucharist and how they conducted themselves and how they presented themselves. Really, every time I served on the altar and served with different priests in our parish, it was really an encounter to, to see how they, how they the, the reverence for the Eucharist and how they went about uh, serving Jesus. And I, I couldn't put my finger on it at that time because I was a young kid, but I knew there was something different and I was feeling something similar to what the... What Father Vincent said. Uh, most recently, uh, I had a powerful encounter with a saint, uh, Saint Charbel, who had a, where I had a healing. Uh, I was diagnosed with cancer, and uh, I had this healing with this saint, uh, Charbel. And that encounter with this saint, this Lebanese uh, priest, Catholic priest, uh, that was that died in 1898, really has transformed my life. It has transformed my my diaconate uh, and every fiber of my being. I have encountered Jesus Christ through this powerful saint who has led me uh, on this journey, and we have journeyed together now. And when you have an encounter like that, and I had a healing through this saint, you're just different. You're a different person. And I know for myself personally, that I want to do more and I want to serve and I want to be more like this saint. So that's who these saints really are. So this this encounter with, with uh, St. Charbel, who lived his life in servitude, who lived his life in humility, who lived his life so, so, so humbly, is really an inspiration to me because I suffer, I struggle with humility. I, you know, I suffer with the uh, struggle with being boastful. And he hardly spoke. He hardly spoke, and I spoke about him last week um, at a, a gala that he had for the St. Chabel Family USA, and it was so difficult for me to find the quote that he gave, but what he did say was, God provides, rely on him, and when we have these encounters, we have to be aware, and we have to be cognizant of the fact that uh, something is changed, something's different about me. We might look the same, Father. On the outside, but on the inside, this encounter was so powerful that it's really transformed me. And uh, 
it's changed my life in the last uh, couple of years now that it's going on. And I'm still going through it. I'm still going through this, this process of trying to figure out what's next. What's next uh, when you have this powerful encounter? Yeah, so an encounter with uh, uh, a saint can also be an, uh, another another point of conversion for um, for us. Uh, the saints are very real; they're part of our lives, and uh, they manifest themselves to us um, in certain ways. So maybe we'll just change gears a little bit. We'll move on until some of the stories in the Gospel of Encounter. So um, the first one I want to talk about a little bit, maybe we can unpack it a little bit, is the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman at the well that Jesus uh, encounters at the well. And uh, The Chosen, which is a wonderful TV program, uh, you can uh, get it um, through your streaming devices, uh, is, it's put out by Angel Studios is just a beautiful uh, depiction of the woman at the well. And the story of the woman, the Samaritan woman at the well, is that she goes to the well, and she goes in the middle of the day. Normally, they would go in the morning where when everybody else goes, but she, I guess, was so ashamed of her life that she would go uh, when nobody was there. And when she goes to the well to draw water, she encounters Jesus, and Jesus speaks to her. Jesus speaks to her and says to her, um, give me a drink of water. And she responds to him, how can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan, for a drink of water? And she's right, because uh, Jews, especially Jesus was considered a rabbi, Jews really had no dealings with Samaritans because Samaritans married outside their race and they were considered um, really uh, defiled or unclean. And so she encounters Jesus and he says to her, if you knew of the water that I want to give to you, you would know that I am offering you everlasting, a drink that never, never ends, this drink of life. And uh, she, she is very, very taken back by his words. And then he tells her all about her life about her five failed uh, relationships, and she encounters Jesus, and she comes to believe in him that he is, first she turns out, she says that he is a prophet, a great prophet, and she goes out into the, into the village and tells everybody. So that encounter with Jesus changes her life. And uh, maybe Deacon Michael, you want to maybe talk a little bit about this Samaritan woman. What what was your take on that uh, that gospel? 
what I always find uh, amazing about this particular gospel is that Jesus tells this woman that he is the Messiah. And he shares this with her. For the first time in public, he says, I am the Messiah. I am the one that you're looking for. I am the Christ. And she is so taken aback and so floored by this that 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 he would share this with her. Is that what I always picture at the well is this woman, I got a picture, this is in the middle of the day. This is in the Middle East, and it's very, very hot there. She goes to that well. She leaves her jar that she went to go wanted to go fill up at the well. She needed that water for the rest of the day. Who knows what she had, children or whatever. She leaves that jar and runs off and goes back to her village, proclaiming to everybody, come and listen to this man. He says that he told, he's told me my whole life. And I believe because he told me these things that he is the Messiah. He told me he's the Messiah. And then what happens later on in that gospel that is so profound is the people say, we don't need you to tell us anymore. We believe that he is who we say is that he is the Messiah. So they had to encounter Jesus for themselves. She encountered him first. She brought Jesus to the villages and her family. And then she brought she brought them to Jesus. She brought them physically to Jesus. And what I always picture is, what are we doing? What are we doing in our lives? What are we doing? How are we recognizing Jesus? And are we bringing Jesus to the people that we encounter? How are they seeing Jesus in us? Because when I had this powerful experience, when I had this healing, I wanted to scream it from the rooftops. I wanted to share with everybody. When you have a powerful, powerful experience like that, like the woman at the well had, she wanted to share with everybody. And uh, the profoundness of this and the, and the depth of, of, of uh, this woman and her faith is that she came to believe not because of what he said, but she believed but what he did in her heart, that he was the Messiah. And that was, uh, to me, she left everything. And it's kind of like it's kind of like being called. My well, you, my brother, Father Vincent, was called to the priesthood for his vocation. I was called to the diaconate, and we're all called to different vocations in life. And uh, you get called because you have an experience, you have an encounter, and you keep on going with it. And um, that's what we need to do. We need to see Jesus in everyone we encounter, and they need to see Jesus in us when they encounter us. And the people has the people of God should have that profound, profound experience, but they're having a hard time doing it in today's secular world. Uh, they caught up in everything else, and they can't see, and they can't hear. Uh, so that's what really left me when she left that jar there and just ran off. That's how I felt when I had my healing. I felt like I was the woman at the well, and I left everything. I just wanted to tell everybody and share it with everybody. Because uh, when you're well, when you're doing well, you want to share with everybody. You want to tell people about Jesus. And the saints bring us to Jesus. The saints bring us to Jesus. And the saint that I never heard of brought me to Jesus. Even though I was with him my whole life, I was, I was ordained a deacon. And, you know, I'm a faithful person. But still, I had to get lit up a little more. And that suffering... When you encounter suffering in your life, 
that brings you to Jesus also. So you bring up an interesting point. The After the encounter, you have to go out from your experience and evangelize and tell people about Jesus Christ. It's not so, the, uh, the experience should not be kept to yourself. It has to be shared. Our faith has to be shared. That's what going to, masses, it's a communal sharing of faith, partaking in the Eucharistic sacrifice, listening to the Word of God, hearing the priest or deacon preach the Word of God. And so we are all called, like that experience I had of Jesus calling me at the at the park, um, I had to take that experience, unpack that experience, and then tell everybody about Jesus Christ. So it really is a, um, it's been going on for 2,000 years. So it's nothing uh, new or nothing different. It's really the disciples, the apostles themselves, the, every one of them was an encounter. You think about Matthew as he sat in the uh, tax collector's booth and Jesus called him to follow him. You think about Peter as, uh, you know, fisherman and uh, saying to the Lord, Lord, depart from me, I'm a sinful man. You think about James and John, the two brothers. You think about Andrew, Peter's brother. You think about all of the apostles, right? All of them. And... um, it was an encounter with the Lord, that realization, like you said, he is the one, he is the Messiah, and then a um, a speaking out, telling others, sharing our faith. That's what it is. And uh, one of the other encounters I like to highlight is the man at the pool of Bethsaida, which is... Um, a beautiful story in the gospel. There was a man who was had been uh, paralyzed for many years, and he laid at the on the side of the pool. And the the people thought that these waters in the pool had healing qualities, but he was never strong enough to get up and get into the water to be healed. And so Jesus comes along with uh, his. Uh, apostles, his followers, and he encounters Jesus as he's laying down on his mat. And Jesus says to him, Shalom, which means peace be with you, right? And uh, the man looks at him. I'm getting this uh, this uh, image from The Chosen, the TV show The Chosen. He says, me? When Jesus says Shalom to him? because probably everybody ignored him. Everybody walked away from him. And Jesus says, yes, you, he says, you. And he says to him, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be made well? And the man starts coming up with all these excuses. Well, I've been here for 38 years. 
Nobody has ever put me into the water. Nobody's done this. They, they've all ignored me. And Jesus says, no, that's not what I asked you. I asked you, do you want to be healed? And he says, of course, he says, yes, Lord. And at that particular moment, Jesus says to him, take up, you know, get up, uh, and you will be healed. And so it's such a beautiful story of encounter. Now, we don't know in the scriptures. Scriptures don't tell us what happened to the man afterwards, but we can only imagine that he probably went out and told his friends and told everybody he met about Jesus. Have you ever, brother, have you reflected on that scene of the man at the pool? Yeah, what's so amazing with this scene with the man at the pool, I want to just dig down a little deeper what you, uh, on your reflection also, is he asked him, do you want to be well? Now, when Jesus, when this man encounters Jesus, you would think this would be a ridiculous question for our Lord to ask this man. The man says, I'm, I'm here for 38 years, or, you know, and nobody takes me down to the pool, and then there's all these different excuses, and... I'm looking at it from a different point of, point of view, different way of looking at it. Maybe this man suffered from a mental illness. Maybe he had some uh, issues where he just couldn't motiv- get motivated and just move or just do anything. And Jesus kept on asking him, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be well? And I always reflect on this. How many times in our lives Either we suffer from different addictions, whether it be pornography or alcoholism or gossiping or depression or anxiety. How many times have we said to ourselves, I just want to be well, but I just want to be well, but. And then even when we have the opportunity to have this encounter, this powerful encounter, and it changes us. It's still not enough sometimes. And we fall back into those addictions. And we fall back into that anxiety, that depression, those different addictions that were there that are controlling us. And Jesus asked him really to surrender, to get up, pick up your mat, and walk. And sometimes we get so caught up in life what goes on in our daily life, and so caught up in our routines and our addictions and our hang-ups, is that we can't encounter Jesus. We can't see Jesus. We cannot recognize that encounter. And even the apostles who encountered Jesus on a daily basis, they lived together, slept together, ate together, were hiding in the upper room in fear. And if they just decided to stay up there, and not share their encounter with the Holy Spirit and our Lord and everything that he did, there would be no faith. There would be no Christian faith if they decided just to stay in the room. If St. Paul, when he was knocked off his horse, blinded, decided, you know what? Oh, boy, I, I was healed. I'm not blind anymore after three days. And, okay, I'll just go back and not share this with everybody. But no. 
they went out and evangelized and told the world. And what's really amazing to me is we don't know, like you said, brother, what the man at the well, the, the, the woman at the well did or the man at the pool. But we could only imagine she ran off. But what did the man who picked up his mat do? We don't know because there's no follow-up. And we hope and we pray that he told everybody how Jesus healed him and how this tremendous encounter changed his life. And sometimes you have to be open to Jesus when he when he asks you, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be well? You must surrender. And you're not going to really have an encounter and recognize how powerful that encounter was until you really surrender and believe that uh, Jesus is Lord and surrender everything to him. Yeah, I mean, that's true. There has to be a, a surrendering to the Lord. You know, I just want to highlight, um, as Catholics, how we truly encounter the Lord. Uh, you know, we're, we're in this uh, Eucharistic revival, this three-year period, and we've spoken about the Eucharist before, but it might be good to uh, just remind our listeners, everybody that's listening, that as Catholics, the way we primarily encounter the Lord is through the Mass, through the Eucharist. So each time we go to Mass, as I said before, when we listen to the Word of God broken open, we listen to the priest give us the homily or the deacon, and then we watch and we participate we participate in the Mass as the priest consecrates the body, the blood of Christ. The bread and the wine becomes the body and the blood of Christ. And then we have an opportunity every time we go to Mass to encounter Jesus Christ, not a piece of bread, not a cracker, but the true presence of Jesus. That's why as a priest, it's so amazing to me that I have, through the power of holy orders, been given the power to confect, to allow this miracle to take place where Jesus becomes flesh and blood for you and for I. And so I just encourage all of you that are listening, go to Mass, celebrate with your family, come together on Sunday, make the day of the Lord a holy day where you come and you encounter Jesus Christ. If you want to read a wonderful book about Encountering Jesus, there's a book by Bob Schutz, and his last name is spelled S-C-H-U-C-H-T-S. He is a um, Catholic psychologist and a, a man of faith, and it's a 10-day scriptural retreat with Jesus, and it's called Do You Want to Be Healed? Do You Want to Be Healed by Bob Schutz? You can order that on Amazon.com, and hopefully that will enri enrich your prayer life. 
So we just want to thank you all for listening to us today. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. You can follow us on St. Joseph Radio. We are also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and some of the other um, social media sharing apps. But follow us, and uh, we want to now close with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord God, you call us to an encounter with your Son, Jesus Christ. And from that encounter, you call us out from our brokenness to evangelize and to share our faith with our brothers and sisters. Help us all as we ask this all through Christ our Lord. We hope to hear from you next time. We hope to see you on the Brothers in Faith podcast. I'm Father Vincent Chiricella, and this is Deacon Michael Chiricella. And we are the Brothers in Faith.